My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. A very good morning to you, Kerry Francis. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for joining us. And Kerry is Head of Fundraising and Communications for Adopt a School. And this is a relatively new role for you, I believe. Kerry, tell Mm -hmm. us what is your get up and go, that daily morning routine that gets you up and going every day? Um, Okay, so my uh, I suppose my get up and go morning routine. Um, I walk straight to the kettle and put on a makeup and cup of coffee, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then some stretching. Uh, I stretch a little bit in the morning, um, and then I come straight into the shower and then I have a nice cold shower, and that's usually my get up and go. Mm. A cold shower. Yeah. Well, you know, not too cold, not like ice cold, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> All right, all right. If you like it, I love it, you know. And and, and recently I had a, a cold shower, I have to say. I switched off the geezer because, you know, when we're doing laundry in the house, we usually switch off the geezer so that we're not using too much electricity and we forgot to switch it back on. And so by the time I wanted to take a shower, needless to say. <laughs> but guess what? It woke me up. I was so refreshed. I was like, boom, yeah. I was up and I was going. So definitely I feel you there in the cold showers. Carrie, you have a passion for education. And, um, you know, you're working in the space. Adopt a School Foundation, you say, is a partner entity of the Soro Ramaphosa Foundation. And it implements a holistic and sustainable uh, model for which addresses school school infrastructure, social welfare, curriculum development, and school leadership. Tell us more about this. Okay. So exactly what you mentioned, Adopt a School um, is a part of the Sarama Posa Foundation. Um, and we work in about 498 schools. We work in 498 schools um, across all nine provinces as well as Mozambique and the um, And really what the aim is is to implement, as you say, whole school development. And really the main gist of whole school development is what is what, what is it that would take a school to be the, most, the healthiest version of itself? So where it has functional leadership, um, the necessary safe and correct infrastructure, um, make, how to make sure that the teachers um, and the educators all have the necessary tools, um, whether those are self-tools or tools in the classroom, um, that equip them to be able to deliver the curriculum. Um, what is what are the social welfare challenges of the schools, and how do we address them? Because every school is different, and really, what whole school development does is it takes it considers um, all the different areas of a school environment, and and the foundation then runs programs um, and projects that that school and transform it. Um, and, and so, yes. The whole school development model, um, it has changed over the years. Um, we keep on adding more and more things as a learning organization. We've realized that it's not just about infrastructure. It's a whole, um, it's a whole menu of offerings that needs to be done um, sustainably and collectively and holistically in partnership with a range of donors and a range of different um, strategic partners that makes these things possible. Um, and so that's my role to manage those donors and manage, um, get new donors on board, manage individual donors and, and existing donors and, and make sure that they're developing and implementing quality whole school development in our schools. 
And how did you get involved in the education sector? Um, so I've always been really passionate about um, NGO work. I, I lived in the UK for two years and I did, I worked for children's services and then I came back home um, and I was really just determined to get into um, the NGO space. After having worked in children's services, I wanted to do something um, in terms of child development um, or education development. And um, I, I had a, an old varsity contact who found this job for me at, um, she saw this recommendation at a doctor school, and I jumped on the chance and I basically, <laughs> um, I, I seem to remember just being growing there, all hopeful, just being like, please take me, please take me. Although I didn't say that in out loud, I remember saying that in my head a lot, but yes. Um, I was very, very fortunate to get the role of a doc, um, at a doctor school, and I've been at a doctor school for now almost going on seven years. Tell us more about Ikateng Secondary School. Um, I, I believe that it's one of your success stories. Uh, sorry, can you say that again? Um, uh, is this one of the success stories, the Ikateng Secondary School in Gauteng, which improved its metric pass rate from 26, by 26.7% in just one year? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, Ikateng is one of our success stories. Um, we've got so many this year, last year. Um, we've got Ikateng, Ampakamang, Moreti Secondary School, Tandakulu, a range of schools across the country that have just formed exceptionally well. Um, <coughs> sorry, I just got a bit of a sleep. No problem, um, go ahead. But, um, so, that, yeah, they've all improved where they've either um, taken a, a, a metric pass rate, they've passed their rates in key subject areas like um, physical science or math, and they've skyrocketed or have sustained 100%, which is an incredible achievement. Um, our main pass rate, our metric pass rate, improved by 4% overall in all our schools, from 80 to 84%, um, which is a massive leap. And, and the interesting thing about those is that our bachelor's pass rate, so those are those, the requirements to get into university, um, went from 62% to 66%. Um, almost 67%. And, and the, the reason is that we, we're trying to get really ingrained quality education and make sure that it's, it goes across the board to help our learners have a, a variety of opportunities when they, they get out of school. Um, but yes, schools like Ikutsang, um, are just, it's a wonderful achievement for us because They've been managing to, to stay on and, and improve continuously um, during our time. And Ikitsang has been adopted under the program for about five years now. Um, so we're really seeing how their improvements um, from taking them from a dysfunctional school to being this most exceptional school. And in, in, in the work that you do, how have you found that it positively impacts the children when adopter school comes in and there are people who are actively involved in ensuring the success of those young learners? Um, so the work we do, because it's so multifaceted um, and holistic, we're able to sort of impact a learner's life on, on a, a, a in multiple ways. 
certain sharing that they have, you know, that there's a, a functional feeding scheme kitchen, ensuring that they've got a healthy meal, ensuring that the learner is able to feel safe and connected to their school environment through things like flushing toilets um, and safe classrooms where there's safe structures and centers around the school. To really understanding some of the huger social welfare issues in our schools, um, and those go from anything from, you know, programs around HIV/AIDS to to orphan and vulnerable care programs. So what you're really doing is you're saying, what is it that's going to make this environment conducive to learning and teaching? Um, what program do we need to implement that will make these learners in our schools? What will make them succeed and that's where whole school development that's what the model of implementing whole school development means um, and, and and that's really what we see is that we want to see dynamic and transform schooling environments that produce capable global citizens um, and and that's really what we're trying to do as I mentioned with whole school development and what I like about, you know, the work that you do is that you see tangible results on the ground. You know, when, when mm. learners start to do better, you can just see, you know, that, you know what, um, adopter school is really working because when mm-hmm. we came in, this is where we were and this is, is where we are. And um, tell us about, you know, what it is that you love on a daily basis, you know, working with adopter school. You know, what keeps you motivated on a daily basis? And... Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just so fortunate to be doing something I love. Um, you know, sometimes when you're having a really hard day with whatever's going on, I mean, I just, like, it's a visit to school for me, um, and it just inspires and motivates me. So most of the time, um, the passion I have for my job and seeing the difference we make in the schools and the communities we work in, um, it, it's that makes all the difference. And when I see a learner... Um, engaging and, when, and spending some time in a library reading was before there was no library uh, that's, that's for me is what motivates me to be better um, but also you know um, things that motivate me are my family, my friends, my colleagues um, my the culture at Adopter School and at the Solomon of Porter Foundation is not is about not giving up and being better um, and, and a constant journey um and being around such a passionate group of individuals definitely inspires me to push myself and carry on. <laughs> what does leadership mean to you when you think of uh, concepts such as leadership? Um, okay, so leadership is, for me, it's about being sort of um, the best, most honest version of yourself. Um, this is, you know, being responsible or being responsible and taking responsibility. Um, I feel very often that those being responsible and taking responsibility there's sometimes a disconnect between the two. Um, so for me, that's about it's just about being attuned um, to growth and the needs of those around you. Um, so realizing about you know things about around how do you empower those around you and um, take the reins and um, to learn things from you. Um, and mostly it's about being ethical, treating those that you work with and that you lead with integrity, um, conviction. Yeah. <laughs>
And in terms of what you would love to one day leave as a legacy, um, and I know that perhaps you're still you know, in the early starts of your career, but when you think mm-hmm. of legacy, you know, what, how do you want to be remembered? Um, oh, <laughs> um, legacy, I, I think, you know, I think my legacy for me would be um, sort of the, the quality of opportunity that I can help impart with things like health school development in the organizations that I work with, the quality of opportunity that learners in our country have will be my legacy, you know, that making sure that we can reach an and I can help in any which way to ensure that learners have the same education that I do, that I had and was fortunate enough to have. Um, you know, the love of reading for me would be one of the legacies I leave. I would love to know from you, is there a quote or a mantra or even a religious text that you live by that you can share with us? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I've got a few, and there's a couple that I have stuck on post-it notes around my, my desk. Um, but there's this one, Michelle Obama, um, which I kind of feel speaks really to me, um, which is success isn't about how much money you make, it's about the difference you make in people's lives. Um, so I feel like that really speaks to sort of my um, passion and so forth. Um, but then also just about not having any fear, and that in a main one, which is that should mm-hmm. or expand in proportion to one's courage. Um, and, you know, just sort of the, the passion around that is, you know, just taking the plunge and believing yourself and having a little bit of courage to get you that far. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, Kerry, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Kerry Francis, there she is, the head of fundraising and communications for Adopt a School. Thank you so much for joining us on SAFM. It's 11 minutes before 5 o'clock. Stay with us.